Santa good to you? Somebody said no. Well, I hope you had a blessed holiday. We're blessed today. We have a brand new computer system. And let me just set this up. We've been needing this and uh, having trouble finding somebody that could, could do it. Finally. Finally. See that guy back there? Raise your hand, Jeff Cowie. I want you to remember him because he's, he's starting his own business. He teaches out at the college. But he and his crew came in here and worked diligently. And he's going to help us work through the bugs in the days ahead. But I want you to give that young man a hand. Well, let's stand up this morning. I know we've been on a started a series. We just got started and we will continue next week. But I have a specific word I want to give you today. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this new year. And Lord, we purpose in our hearts to draw near to you. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy this morning. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Lord, let every heart be softened and be good ground that it will readily receive the seed of God's word this day. We thank you when the spirit of the living God is, there's liberty. So thank you for freedom to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And everyone shouted. And everyone shouted. Amen. Amen. There you go. Worthy are you.
I want you to sing it. I want you to do it from your heart. Not just an action, not just something that we're doing to go through the motions, but as we sing, as we shout, as we dance, as we confess these things under the Lord this morning, I want us to do it together. With one heart, okay? with one mind. This is the time for what? This is the time for what else? This is the time for what else? Celebrate. This is the time for rejoicing.
Father, we thank you that you are more than enough. Lord, as we look back on this past year, there were challenges, there were struggles, there were trials, there were complications, there were mountains. But I know I can attest and I know others can attest, Lord. You are always more than enough. Whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, whatever the battle, you are always more than enough. Father, we thank you for your promises. No matter the battle, no matter what it is that we're facing, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, you are always more than enough. be a song of thanks and let this be a song of gratitude to the God who's promised to never leave us nor forsake us we are children and we are chosen by the almighty more than enough. 
affections what you do. Your mercy's always new. You can't be undone. You are more than enough. You're the one who fills my Affections, what you do. Mercy's always new, and it can't be undone. So I sing, Worthy is the Lord. I sing, Worthy is the King. I sing, Worthy is my Father. I sing worthy is the Lord. I sing worthy is the King. I sing worthy is my Father. I sing worthy is your name.
Father, in this new year, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that you're more than enough. We're believing you, Lord, for this new year. You'll supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, we believe in this new year where there is no way, you'll make a way. We declare that you are our great and mighty God. And so our eyes are on you in this new year. And we will seek first your kingdom above all else. We glorify, we magnify, and we consecrate our lives for your service to advance your kingdom. Your kingdom come your will be done in 2023. Every family and this church corporately, we believe that and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take the liberty. I want to pray for the children this morning. If you're a child, come up here. Would you do that? We've got some kids gone, but I'm glad you're here today. Amen. I want you to know how much Jesus loves you. I want you to know how, look at me, how precious you are in the eyes of God. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Say, I know that. Amen. Will this hurt if I touch it? Father, blessing this day in the wonderful name of Jesus. That's the anointing. In Jesus' name, we release that precious anointing to these young children. We say receive in Jesus' name. We say be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed, sweetheart, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. We say be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed 
everyone said, be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. One of the, you know, the Bible is very explicit about spiritual gifts. If you read your Bible. And there are healing gifts in the Bible. You realize that. Jesus not only bore, you know, our sin, he took our sickness and our disease, and with his stripes we're healed. You know, one of the, the gifts that, that God has allowed me to operate in through the years, uh, a healing gift is with necks. And the, the anointing is on my neck today, and I thought about that years and years ago when I was probably 20 years ago. I went skiing with my buddies, and and uh, it was quite a trip. And uh, I had a skiing accident. I ran into my buddy, flipped me up, fell down. I kept on skiing. Came home and you know and went to the chiropractor, which I shouldn't have done. Years later, we're here in Norfolk. I go to a, a new chiropractor. He X-rays my neck. He says, "When did you break your neck?" said, I can remember that. Didn't even know it. But you know, God heals necks. So if you're here today and you've got a neck issue, I want to pray with you quickly. I'm not the healer. Jesus is. And there's healing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Anybody else next before we go? We release that anointing today to drive out all pain, stiffness, pain in the precious name of Jesus. Receive it. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for that anointing today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we release that anointing. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage, the yoke of pain. Receive it in the name of Jesus. See, now, as I'm praying for people, my, my neck's on fire. So I know the anointing is flowing into that neck. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm just very careful I don't remove my hand because I want that anointing to flow. That, that, that's strong today. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, I loose that healing anointing. 
in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Your wonderful Savior, wonderful healer. We release that. the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, how many, sometimes, can you sense that heat when I pray for you? See, now, it's, it's, it's just all over my neck. say thank you Jesus you're my savior and you're my healer see every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the father of lights he's the giver of good gifts amen amen God bless you you may be seated thank you Lord thank you for being sensitive to God the spirit of God moving forward. New keyboard, new computer system, and if you notice, the biggie is new things on the back of the chairs. (laughs) So in those are your offering envelopes. When you fill these out, if you want an accurate receipt for your giving at the end of the year, actually it'll be, we'll have 2022s will come out in this month. You need to just fill this out accurately and legibly because we have an accountant that takes care of all that and they don't know you, so they've got to be able to read your writing. So we appreciate that. So those are there. Then also these are here. um, If you're new here, it has the information where you can look up about the church. In the back, you can fill this out if you so desire and drop it in the offering basket as it goes by or hand it to a greeter at the end of the service and we will have more things coming we just got those on yesterday we will get pens and stuff in them this week so we thank you for that a couple quick announcements um this wednesday night at seven we will have prayer we're just going to start the year out with prayer next sunday at nine fifteen is donut day nine fifteen to about nine forty five. And then on Saturday, January 14th, Mike Plain will be here. And we have labeled these as leadership meetings. But we want everybody to attend Saturday night at 6.30, Sunday at 10, because we need leaders in the body of Christ. We need leaders in our homes. We need leaders in the areas of business. We just need leaders in what needs to be done scripturally. God's way. And so that's what these are designed for. We would encourage you to do that. If you have offerings, 
Make sure you bring them because we're going to work his hiney off that weekend. So we want to bless him. Uh, next Sunday, 10 a.m. service. And then Sunday, January 29th, will be ladies' night. It'll be a night of food, fun, and fellowship from 4 to 7. It was the, the women got jealous when the guys had the fun night, so we got to keep it equal. Uh, so there is a sign-up sheet in the back. Uh, the food will be free, but we got to know you're going to be here so we know how much to order. So that is Sunday, January 29th. Make sure to mark that on your calendar. We'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings. I just, once again, I just want to thank you. Money is a tool. And without that tool, we couldn't buy computer systems and keyboards and all these other things. So we appreciate that. And we just believe that you will have more tools this year and we will have more tools this year. So we thank you because of your faithfulness. God rewards faithfulness. We believe that you will have the opportunity to receive abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Mercy's always new, and it can't be undone. You are more than enough. I'll wait for the ushers. But what I have here to hand out to you, it's I put it together, and it's called 2022 in Review. It's all the messages that I minister. It's, you know, not verbatim, but just the highlights. So you can go back and see, you know, what you heard, review it, and then do it. Amen? I want to read to you. I've got a whole file on leadership, and I have this in here, and I want to read it to you this morning because, like Kathy said, we do appreciate all that you do. Amen? We appreciate all that you're going to do. This is entitled Job Versus Ministry. Listen carefully. Some people have a job in the church. Others involve themselves in a ministry. If you quit because somebody criticized you, it was a job. If you keep on serving, it's a ministry. If you quit because no one praised you or thanked you, it was a job. If you stay with it even though nobody recognizes your efforts, it is a ministry. What's the difference? If you're doing it just because no one else will, it's a job. If you're doing it to serve the Lord, it's a ministry. If you'll do it only as long as as it does not interfere with your other activities, it's a job. If you're committed to staying with it, even when it means letting go of other things, it is a ministry. 
It's hard to get excited about a job. It's almost impossible not to be excited about a ministry. If our concern is success, it's a job. If our concern is faithfulness, it's a ministry. An average church is filled with people doing jobs. A great growing church is people filled or people involved in ministry. Let me say that again. A great growing church is filled with people involved in ministry. What kind of church is this? It's a great growing church filled with people involved in ministry. Where do we fit in? What about us? If God calls you to a ministry, don't treat it like a job. If you have a job, give it up and find a ministry. God does not want us to feel stuck with a job, but excited and faithful to him in a ministry. That's good. Amen. So I believe if you don't have a ministry, you'll find one this year. Can you put that up for me, please? My Oh, geez, these cameras. This is all new. My God, I'm getting... There's no hair. So what do you see when... Oh, good. Let's get... That's great. That's better than my back head, my bald head here. Over Christmas, uh, the river behind our home was frozen. And so I walked down the river on the ice and went all the way down to the flood control. And it was beautiful. And it had snowed. And... And, uh, you know, there's not much in the river right now. There's not much water. And so I went down and, and I, I noticed some things. And uh, this morning, if you're looking at that, maybe you can figure out what I'm going to talk about. Say it. Roots. 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 Now... These were taken, had Kathy go take a picture. This is taken behind our home. There are huge cottonwoods that line the banks of, of the Norfolk Channel. In fact, that's, that's the river. We, they used to, history lesson, bootleg whiskey up to Pringers. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'll be looking for bottles here pretty soon once, it, once the, the ice goes out. But you can see clearly how these roots descend down into the river. Amen. And some of these trees are, I know, at least 100 years old. So you live on just down the street from me, and you're, you're out there playing all the time, and you've, you've had to notice this. And yeah, there's erosion, but because of that, we can see how important that root system is. And uh, I want you to look in your Bible. If you would, find Jeremiah 17. Yeah, the bank, the, yeah, they go, just, in fact, don't put anything else up. Just leave those gnarly roots up there for me, please. But they, they go clear down into the water. The what? Yeah, all oh, the trees are huge. And you're not going to have huge trees without that kind of root system. And you're not going to have a successful ministry without that kind of root system. You're not going to have a successful business without that kind of root system. This is the year. If you don't have a root system, you better establish one. This is the word of the Lord for you today. Amen? Jeremiah 
17. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. In Jeremiah 17, verse 7, we are compared, the believer is compared to a tree. You can find it in Psalm 1 also. But here's the Amplified version. Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is, for he shall be like a tree. Say, be like a tree. Planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river. And it shall not see in fear when he comes. It doesn't say if he comes. It says when it comes. Have we experienced some heat? Yeah, we sure have. But its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought. Nor shall cease yielding fruit. Now, I like that. You can find it in Psalm 1, too, about planted by the rivers of living water. But I like the fact that it, it, it emphasizes, if you, the believer, and I, let me read it the way I wrote it. In 2023, the believer who believes in, trusts in, relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is in the Lord will be blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? Say, Pastor, how can I be blessed? Do you know what's going on in the world? Oh, yes, I do. And I know my God, and He's big God, more than able to bless me, to bless you. So in 2023, the believer who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is in the Lord, will be blessed. His spiritual root system will go even deeper into the soil of God's Word, and He will bear fruit regardless of the circumstances. Bear fruit regardless of the circumstances. Say that. Bear fruit regardless of the circumstances. Some of you are going through some circumstances. The Word of God says you're going to be blessed anyway. If you'll hold fast your confidence to God. Look in your Bibles to 2 Timothy 3. And this will give you an idea where we're at. In the church today, in the world today, but it was prophesied many, many hundreds, thousands of years ago. Here's the word of the Lord. 2 Timothy 3, 1, it says, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times are grievous, harsh times will come. Well, are they here? For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure... Rather than lovers of God. Boy, that describes us today, doesn't it? Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Now, look at verse 10. Now, you've got to understand the background. The Apostle Paul is speaking to his spiritual son, Timothy. And in verse 10, it says, But you, Paul says to Timothy, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to be at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I what? 
and out of some of them, the Lord delivered me. No, out of all of them, the Lord delivered me. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about suffering and persecution. But it's part of the living your life as a Christian. It says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. Have we seen that? Deceiving and being deceived. Now listen, this is what I want you to see. This is what the great apostle Paul told Timothy. And it applies to you and I today. But you, say you means me. But you must what? Continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them and from your, and that from your childhood you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. What makes you and I wise? The Word of the Lord, Holy Scriptures. All Scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, I want to read to you what it says in the message translation. I'm going to just go on down, just read a portion of it. Um, It says, don't let it phase you. Stick with what you've learned and believed. Sure of the integrity of your teachers, why you took in the sacred scriptures with your mother's milk. There's nothing like the written word of God. For showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed. Say God-breathed. And is useful one way or another, showing us truth. Exposing our rebellion. Hmm. Correcting our mistakes. Training us to live God's way. (coughs) Now listen to this last statement. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the task God has for us. So, folks, the word is important. Say the word is important. Now, that word in the Greek continues, M-E-N-O. It means to stay or to abide. Here in 2 Timothy, this is not a suggestion but a command. It's not a suggestion to young Timothy. It's a command. The Apostle Paul is commanding his spiritual son to continue in the word of God. He's to actively follow it and never break those commands. Timothy must make a habit of pursuing the Word of God. He has to have his nose in the book every day. He has to spend time praying, praying in the Spirit. He has to spend time in worship. And what I'm telling you, what Paul told Timothy, I'm telling you today, this is what you must do in 2023. The world is not going to get lighter. In fact, it's going to get darker. But we're going to get brighter. If we'll stay hooked up, grounded, and continue in the Word of God. Amen? Colossians 3.16 says, Let the Word have its home in your heart and your mind and dwell in you in all richness. Kenyon says this, the word is our contact with the Father. We are convicted by the word. We are recreated by the word. Our minds are renewed by the word. We're built up with the word. We're healed by the word. Faith comes through the word. Amen? And the word must be on our lips, and we must 
feed daily upon the word. Now, what's a root system? Why is it so important? Number one, it's necessary for fruit production. Say fruit production. This is in reference to Judah in Isaiah 37, verse 31. It says, And the remnant who have escaped the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. If you do not put down spiritual roots in 2023 deeper into the word of God, there will be no fruit in your life. There will be no success. And how many of you want success? Before the fruit comes the root. <laughs> Say that. Before the fruit comes the what? The root. Root, root, whatever. Amen. You get the picture. The root system will provide the nourishment, energy, life, and stability to the tree so that it can bear fruit. Even in harsh seasons, just what I mentioned in Jeremiah 17, in, Jeremiah 17, in drought you can still bear fruit. The tree's root system will provide the needed nutrients for the tree to survive, but also to the bare fruit. And so what do they do when there's a drought? What do those roots do? Go down even deeper in harsh conditions. Are we in harsh times? Perilous times? Grievous times? Sure we are. And that's why I'm telling you this year, you're going to have to make this book more of a priority in your life. I've got to make the Word of God more of a priority. It comes down to the Word of God. Standing on the Word of God. Believing the Word of God. Confessing, declaring, and decreeing the Word of God. What else is important in a root system? Location, location, location. Planted by the rivers of living water. Amen. You see, the washing of the word keeps us clean. Amen. And and with Jesus, he is that living water. And so we've got to stay planted by the springs, by the river. I, I've for years, and especially when the boys were young, this area was was Indian encampment. And the old boy up the, up the street when we first were here in the what early 90s. He uh, was one of the first antique dealers in Norfolk, so I was gravitated to him because I've been in the antique business for years. But he also introduced me to hunting Indian artifacts. And we, when the boys were little, we'd hunt artifacts. This field south here, you know, it rained. We haven't had the rain, so it's tough to find it. But when they plow the field and, and, and then it rains, you go and you look, and it takes forever. But I, in fact, I can remember setting little Caleb, he was little once, down by this hole, right by the hole, and here a badger came right out of the hole. That was prophetic. Because you've taken a few out of the holes, huh? haven't you? But we'd hunt that. And I found, I was listening to the YouTube, I, I watched this because it's something I like to do. And he said, if you want to find Indian artifacts, then go where the water is. It's that simple. And so there's been a river here for I don't know how long. And so they camped right here. And so you look where they camped. So 
you know, you got to realize where your source is at, folks. It's the Word of God. That's simple. Even there are going to be times, and I sit down at my desk, there's times I, I'm given to prayer. Man, I can pray, pray, pray. And but I have to make myself many times sit down, and my flesh does not want to read the Word, but I have to do it. And just, just because your flesh doesn't want to, doesn't mean it's not ministering life to you, to your spirit. You've got to become diligent in that. So your lo- location is so important. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jeremiah 15, verse 16, I found your word and did eat them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those who Find them and health to all their flesh. Say the word's important. Now, here's, here's the main thing. And I realize we can see these roots. And the only way we can see them because of soil erosion along the bank. But most trees, can you see the roots? You know, sometimes they'll, they'll come up out of the ground by the tree trunk. But more than likely, you don't see those roots. Even though they're underground and can't be seen, now listen, they're still growing. They're still growing. You can look at your life today and compare it to last year, and I bet many of you would be honest and say, I I can see I've grown in some areas. Nobody else has seen it, but you just know in your heart things have changed. Even though they're underground and can't be seen, they're still growing. Our attention is always directed to the fruit or to the leaves. How many of you go and you look at an apple tree? What do we usually say? Look at those apples. How many of you go and look at that? Look at the roots. Look at those roots. I don't care about the apples. I'm interested in roots. No, you're not. Many times because we want the instant fruit. We want the instant success. And we don't want to pay the price to put the roots down. But we need to, folks. And I'm telling you, in this new year, we're all going to have to work on it. Too many Christians are only interested in the visible fruit or instant success, but won't take the time to develop, now listen, the godly character. If you leave here today with anything, I want you to understand how important your godly character is. You can't see godly character. You can see action, but you can't see a person's heart. Can you? You don't know what's going on inside somebody. You don't know how God's dealing with that individual. We're so quick to judge people. Maybe God's already dealt with them about some issues in their life and in their heart that they need to deal with and sell personally. We don't know that. You can't see it. The root goes down. The fruit comes up. Let me just give you kind of a, uh, a visual thing of what you need to do. You need to go down to the feet of Jesus this year. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. 
that he might what? Exalt you, lift you up. You go down first, and that requires humility. Some people, you know, it's easier to humble yourself. Some people have a hard time to humbling themselves. But folks, you're going to have to humble yourself. I'm going to have to humble myself this year. And allow the Spirit of God to reveal areas in my life. And am I the only one? I've got areas, you know, I'm 65 years old and I still see things in my life. My God. And I'll never forget one of the first prophecies I I received. I, I was a young man in my early 20s. And basically, I, I should have brought it and read, read it to you. But basically, the Spirit of God spoke through somebody when he ministered to me. He said, I'm going to cause your root life to go down even deeper in God. So that when your root life has been established, all that will be demonstrated and exposed will be my love. And you know why? I I know my life's not done yet. Because sometimes I'm not very loving. Now don't look at me like that. Like you're so much better than me. But God's working in my heart. You can't see it, but He's working. And he's working in your heart too. Amen. Growth, maturity, and fruitfulness will only come through abiding in the vine. You can look up the scriptures on your own in John 15. Here's another thing I want you to see. And I'm not going to have you turn there. I've got to go fast. Mark 11, verse 20. What did Jesus do to a fig tree once? Huh? What did he do? He cursed it. Do you remember that story? And his disciples saw him do it. He cursed that fig tree. Nothing happened. Was it the next day? They go by and his disciples say, Lord, Master, look at the fig tree that you cursed. It's dried and withered up from the roots. And this is something, this is a spiritual principle that you and I need to understand. The fig tree dried up from the roots. The Word of God works in the unseen realm first. Then comes the manifestation in the natural. If you don't understand that, you're going to get discouraged and defeated in life. Well, I tried praying once. I tried speaking once. It didn't work. The Word of God works first in the unseen realm. Then comes the manifestation in the natural. The Word must work in your heart first. Nobody can see it. It's building godly character in you. Then comes the fruit. Then comes the success. How many of you want godly character? Are you sure? Well, then get ready for him to do some work in you. Let, get ready for him to put you into some circumstances that will help develop that godly character. 
We don't want that, though. We want the fruit. Been here how long? Since 1983. Went decades without seeing lots of fruit. Decades, say it. I'm still standing. Should play that Elton John song. I'm still standing. Remember that song? How about you? <laughs> Tough. Nobody said it was going to be easy. You want to be a member of the remnant army, you're going to have to toughen up. I'm going to have to toughen up. I'm going to have to keep my nose in the book in 2023. Growth, maturity, and fruitfulness only comes through abiding in the vine. The word must work in your heart first by building godly character. Then comes the fruit or success that will be meaningful, say meaningful, and lasting, not just for you, but for the kingdom. I want you to understand something, folks. If, you, if you're going to be a, a member of the remnant army and a, a, a born-again, spirit-filled believer, then you're going to have to realize some things. It's not just about you anymore. What you want. What you desire. Your vision. Your future. It's about the kingdom of God. Establishing the kingdom of God. But if you'll, put your, you'll be faithful and put your roots down. Into the soil of God's word. You be faithful. Put your roots down in a church. I can tell you stories for people. Come in. Oh, pastor, pastor, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I don't see them today. They're not here. Because they couldn't put roots down. Read Psalm 92. Get planted in the house of the Lord and you'll flourish in the courts of your God. You got to get planted. Say, I need to get planted in the Word and in church. Well, that went a big. Let's go on. We'll move on. Here's a scripture. Let us not grow weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The Christian life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And if you don't understand that, you'll never make it. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. How many have ever run a marathon? Even a half marathon. How many have ever run around the block? Whatever. Here's the danger. And then I'm going to read this and we'll be done. There's a danger of not establishing a root system. How many know the parable of soils? Matthew 13, it says, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. There's the one that, you know, that receives the word of God, enthusiastic, full of joy, excited, but only endures for a while. Why? Huh? No roots. 
not the right soil. Persecution arises for the word's sake. Pretty soon, they're gone. The Message Bible says, but there's no soil of character. And so when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. That's good. There's no soil of character, but so when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there's nothing to show for it. I've been on her case, and she's going to do it. I'm going to make her do it, whether she wants to or not. That might be kind of tough. But What do you have a series that I want you to do on entitled? What kind? Peloton Christianity. How many of you know what I'm referring to? Explain to him. Just tell him. That's a machine, isn't it? Exercise machine. They advertise, especially this time of year. Just run around the block. You know, get all worked up. Three seconds later, there's an obstacle in their way. Somebody says something that offends them, and they're gone. Amen? I'd like preachers at Patriots United. We might lose a few, but we might gain a few, too. There's a danger of no root system. Let me close with this. Are you, this is entitled Rick Renner, Greek scholar. I met him when I was in Latvia. What a great man of God. He started churches all over Russia. He says, are you tired of waiting for your fruit-producing season? When, Pastor? When? When? When am I going to see breakthrough? When? When? Put some roots down. Put some roots down. I didn't want to hear that. Have you ever been so frustrated waiting for a fruitful time in your life that you said to the Lord, when is the fruit-producing season ever going to start my life? I've worked, I've believed, I've waited, but I'm a little tired of waiting to see the fruit I long to see in my life. How long do I have to wait, Lord? He says, I encourage you today to stay on track, refuse to give up, because you're about to reach the greatest period of fruitfulness you've ever known. Before a fruit-producing tree reaches its, a time in its growth when, its blossoms, when it blossoms and bears fruit, first it sends its roots down deep into the earth where it can draw on a constant source of nourishment. Then as it continues to be nourished from below, it begins to send its limbs upward and outward. During the life of that tree, it must endure the elements of every season, the heat, the cold, the sleet, the rain, the snow, before it ever blossoms. Because those roots are deeply tapped into a continuous source of strength, nourishment, and energy, the tree is able to outlast all the seasons and eventually become a fruit-producing tree. Psalm 1-3, he gives the example of a tree to declare that when a person is rooted in God's word, he's like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper if you're wondering how long it is going to take before you, your fruit-producing producing season finally arrives, don't get too discouraged. The bigger the tree, now listen, the bigger the tree, the bigger the assignment, the greater the need for that tree to send its roots down deep into the earth to draw nourishment and give it a firm footing against the wind, the weather, and the elements of the different seasons. 
that continual nourishment will protect the tree from pestilence that may try to attack it through the years. He goes on and he defines the word rooted. In fact, the scripture that he uses is from Colossians 2.7. It says, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. This, this word rooted means this in the Greek, to be firmly and deeply rooted, making the object fixed, steady, stable, and strong. This is the picture of a strong tree whose roots go down deep and reach its source of nourishment. The tree is also held securely in place by those roots, regardless of the weather or the environmental opposition that comes against it. Now, look at your neighbor now and say, he's talking about you. Not me. You. Rather than complain, we've never done that, have we? That it's taking too long for your fruit-producing season to arrive, you need to thank God for this time in your life. You need to do what? Take this time to send your roots down deep and tap into the strength of God's Word and God's Spirit. If your roots are securely fixed in Jesus Christ, you will outlast every season, every foul climate, every storm. Eventually, you'll enter into the finest fruit-producing season of your life, your ministry, your family, or your business. Honestly, you need to thank God that things haven't happened faster in your life. Have you ever seen someone who reached success too quickly? That person usually loses his success, success just as quickly as he gained it because he didn't have the roots and the experience necessary to maintain the success he gained. When people achieve success too quickly, it often means they don't have the roots, the depth, and the sure foundation to bear them up in the difficult times they will encounter as they grow through the seasons of life. Now, let me tell you something. Since this COVID thing, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to just say it, and you don't have to agree with me. I believe at least half of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has no root system. They're still wearing masks. They're home watching church on TV. He says, so take this time to work on your personal life, your mind, your thinking, your discipline, your finances, your weight. It's always the first of the year, right? Get your Peloton. Get on it. I go to the gym. I don't want to go. I, I got to go just to, be, to stay so I'm not stiff. And I see these young people on these. They're just going 100 miles an hour, and I'm just walking around the track. I'm just the old turtle. This is take time to work on these areas in your life, your relationships, your behavior. While you're waiting for the fruit-producing season to come to pass in your life, use this time to put off the old man. Put on the new man. Spend this phase of your life wisely by renewing your mind to the Word of God and being certain your affections are set on things above and not upon the things of earth. If you use your time wisely, there will be no wasted time in your life. But if you just sit around and complain, it's taking too long to get where you want to go. You will, you will waste time. 
Sitting and complaining doesn't make anything happen faster. It often further delays the manifestation of the answer you've been waiting for. So refuse to belong. Oh, why is he preaching this kind of stuff on New Year's Day? I wanted something that would, you know. So refuse to belong to those who are grumpy and complaining all the time. Instead, look at this time in your life as a blessing sent from heaven. To help you get yourself rooted deeply in Jesus Christ, then your limbs upward and your, they will go outward as you tap into the power of God. Eventually, you'll begin to see blossoms build in your life, sig- signaling that you're about to enter your long-awaited season of bringing forth much fruit. I hope this is ingrained in your psyche. If you leave here today with anything, think about roots. You're out hunting. Look at them trees, but look at the roots. You're out on a walk. You know, pay attention to the trees, but then think, how'd those trees get there? How are they so big, so tall, so luscious? You know, their leaves and the fruit. It's because of their root system. It's no different as a born-again believer. Amen? Let's stand up today. I'm ready to go back to Gilgal. We will. We'll get there. We took a detour today. Where's my roots? Who told you to take them down? I don't want that bald head. Lonnie was kind of naughty. He came up to him and said, there's a glare on the screen. We ought to put you three here right in the front row. They'd wonder where you came from, what your background was. How many of you want to see your root systems go down deeper? Lift your hand to God today, or lift both of them. Say, Father, I've heard your word. I see the importance of root systems. I purpose to put down my spiritual root system down deeper into the Word of God. I will draw up the strength, the life, the healing, the fruit, the success that I need in 2023. I'm willing to humble myself, to bow my knees to you, to go down to your feet, that you might raise me up And honor me with the fruit that I produce. So I thank you, Lord. Have your will. Have your way in my life in this new day. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I don't want to be insensitive. Is there anyone here today who needs prayer for your physical body? I know I prayed for necks. Yes, sir. Stomach, throat, okay, the whole thing. Well, I, I can understand. Father, we loose that healing anointing into her digestive system, her stomach, her, her, stung, her stomach. In the name of Jesus, we loose that healing anointing to flow. That she's able to eat, digest her food properly without any complications. I thank you, Lord Jesus. 
you are the healing bread that as she takes that healing bread daily, it drives out all infirmity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just want to overhaul? <laughs> Join the crowd. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, the good work that you've begun in him. You'll finish that good work. Lord, we lose strength. We lose peace. We lose healing and health. Command his body in the name of Jesus Christ to come in line with the word of God. We thank you, Father. You're a wonderful God. Good things ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Well, I feel better. Amen. Anyone, anybody want to join me in walking around the block before we go? Or the section? Amen. Go out this year. Go out today. Go out this week. Go out this year and be the church. I said, be the church. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Anything else?